Thank you for taking the time to join me today. I'm Mark Smith, and I'm honored and blessed to have you to be your tour guide on this amazing journey as I close this series of The Process Part 3. If this is your first time joining me, where have you been? (laughs) At your leisure, I invite you to listen to the prior episodes of Where Do We Go From Here and or the previous series, The Process Part 1, which was the foundation, and the process part two, the perfect storm. Each of those can be located on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Anchor, iTunes, and were just released on Amazon Music. All of those can be found under Mark Smith, The Process. Okay, so let's take a few minutes to revisit some key points in this journey. To understand where we're going, we have to grasp where, where we came from. And our mission was simple. It was understanding a simple, simple concept. And that was, when you look in your mirror, is the vision you see one of being poor or rich? Does it proclaim a victory of progression and growth? More importantly, does it radiate the glow of your purpose? One of the things that I bear witness to is change. Not just changing in demeanor, but transformation of my mind and my spirit and as we talked about (laughs) change is oh so hard in the beginning it's very messy in the middle but it's oh so rewarding at the end i also said this starts when we first rise when we look in our mirror while we gaze at ourselves we form our own personal perception and hopefully not societies of who we are The vision of this person in the reflection we see at that junction makes the determination if they choose to be rich or poor. Since we're working to build or have built the foundation to grow forward, all that is needed for us is to proclaim a victory of what is to come in our day, our week, our month, and our year. So at this point, Our eyes are fully opened and believe that what I said earlier, that comfort is a casualty of growth. The fact of the matter is we are all being shaped and molded to reach our desired levels. And it's no longer a mystery that progression must be a constant in growth. Therefore, we become emulated by others without our knowledge as uh, as the peace within magnifies to the external display of actions we take the confidence in decisions we make uh, or let me say the confidence in decisions we exude radiate the glow that leads to our goals and dreams and again if you want to take a look listen to the, what those uh, some of those acronyms mean please visit the other messages all right in a previous message I talked about things that I overheard my father and his friends say while I was listening at the top of the stairs. Okay, being nosy. (laughs) If you recall, it was said to me, never mistake knowledge for wisdom. One helps you make a living, 
the other helps you make a life. Now that didn't resonate then, but oh, does it hold true to form as I get wiser, not older, wiser. If I were to break down another lesson that conversation was supposed to mean, it would mean knowledge speaks and wisdom listens. Let me repeat that. Knowledge speaks, but wisdom listens. Recently, I was honored to speak at the International Association of Workforce Professionals, or IAWP. It was their Workforce 360 conference. Coincidentally, it was the day before we debuted the, the Process Live, you know, the new live streaming program. And I was letting the stress from everything get the best of me. And honestly, <laughs> I was at a blank on what was the best way to close out the series of where do we go from here. As I was sitting in my office, tired and exhausted and agitated, my wife Tasha came in and said, How's it going, hon? Man, if looks could kill, I know she wanted to say a few explicit, explicit excuse me, um, words to me from the way I looked at her. I mean, I shot her probably the ugliest look. <laughs> you know, but then I apologized for my look and she hugged me. Then she reminded me of something that gave me the rejuvenation to pursue even more determined. She told me, she said, "Hun, faith is about taking the first step without seeing the staircase. And Mark, this is how I know you understand your seven parts of purpose. So tell your listeners. Hmm. Purpose. Praise. Understanding. Remove, practice, open, selfless, empower. <laughs> That's purpose. I hope you grab the extra pen or push the record button on your device because here we go. Let's start with praise. It could very well be said that we learn something crucial in our minds and our hearts at a very early age. Most of us. I include me in the most enjoy praise, but dislike criticism. Don't we? I've seen this make someone's day and cause many confrontations from time to time. But if we're really truthful with ourselves, the trouble with most of us is that we'd rather be ruined by praise than saved by criticism. Well, let's unpack that for a few minutes. So, if growth in all areas of our life is one of our top priorities and we agree that comfort is a casualty of growth, then why can't we choose to accept criticism if it will help us? Part of understanding purpose is knowing that you can always get better. More importantly, you are striving to get better. A few minutes ago, I said knowledge speaks and wisdom listens, right? I recall in my early days, this was a true sore spot for me. I felt as though praise was always needed to let me know that I did a good job. Has anyone else felt this way? In my personal process of growth, my faith in myself grew stronger. And I began to understand that if I had not been criticized, I may not be doing much to make a difference. It's refreshing to know that I've been protected directed and corrected along life's marathon 
The consistent lessons that I've learned in purpose was to praise God in all things. Lesson number one of purpose, praise. Let's move to lesson number two, understand. Wake up calls are needed in life when stagnations, I said plural, (laughs) take over our lives. And Lord knows I've got a journal full of those. I've said it's not if you grasp key things in life, but when. A few months ago, I read a quote from an unknown author that read, Life is too ironic to fully understand. It takes sadness to know what happiness is. Noise to appreciate silence and absence to value presence. See, the crossroads and journeys that we embark on teach us the meaning of what it means to understand. You know, go back to when you were a baby. How many of you remember your mother or father who held your hand over something that was hot and repeated the word hot, hot to us? See, we, we should have known our parents were trying to save us from mistakes. But what did some of us do? Yes, through being hard-headed, we began to understand that hot equals hurts. And for me, my hind parts also understood that there were consequences for not listening. As I began to grow, the decision-making process took on a different meaning. I guess people call it maturity. Now, this gave me further clarity in understanding that knowledge speaks and wisdom listens. I'm pretty sure that you have heard the saying, the biggest communication problem does not is not to to listen to understand we listen to reply in the intro today if you listen closely it talks about the power to understand there's a verse in the song that reads someday yeah we'll put it all together and get it undone someday when your head is much lighter this is a powerful statement reminding me that maturity is is not speaking big things it is when we start understanding the small things. So, the second ingredient purpose is to understand your why. So, lesson two of purpose, understand. Let's move to the next one, which is remove. While we strive to reach a level of consistency, if you recall in the perfect storm, I said words lie, actions lie, but consistency doesn't lie. There comes a point when we have to make some serious changes to grow. Oftentimes, we have to remove items and people from our lives. Marcus Garvey said, don't remove the kinks from your hair. Remove them from your brain. In the pursuit of who we are, this can be one of the most difficult hurdles to understand who you are or your purpose. There's a point in life when you get tired of chasing everyone and trying to fix everything. But it's not giving up. It's realizing that you don't need certain people and their crap. And I'm pretty sure that each of us listening had to learn this lesson the oh so hard way. What I know for sure is that when we remove or declutter our home, our head and our heart, it's astounding what will flow into the space that will enrich our path to grow forward. Lesson number three of purpose 
is remove. Let's talk about practice. As a former athlete and coach, you're always studying and looking for how to get the competitive edge on a component. Some of the most legendary coaches were some of the greatest mentors of all time. UCLA's former coach, the late John Wooden, always shared some profound wisdom with his players. Coach Wooden said, how you run the race, your planning, preparation, practice, and performance counts for everything. Winning or losing is a byproduct, an after effect of your effort. Now, as I broke that down, personally, there were a few things that really were parallel to the stretching of ourselves to become better in all the things that we do. Now, I've made the statement before, how you do anything is everything. And I truly wish I adapted that earlier in life. Just as we talked about we're always being watched, remember that? Confidence and courage come through our perception and in their practice. And when we embrace the concept that we are, are watched and sometimes emulated, as we mentioned, practice what you preach must be noteworthy attribute in purpose. Lesson number four of purpose is practice. We're getting closer. Let's move to the next one. In purpose, the O, which was open. There's an old saying that reads, Having an open door in front of you means having an opportunity before you. I can't even count the number of times when my pride did not open my life to change. And I very quickly learned that mentally I was leaning toward the path to destroy everything. It required me to answer the question I mentioned in the earlier stage and early section of this message. How are you living? The message and experiences from this made me revisit why I refused to open my mind. And sadly, <laughs> I really had no answer. How many of you today remind yourself of the great things that can come to fruition when, you, when keeping your personal door open? My wife and I remind ourselves of a simple message we created together that invokes keeping our minds and hearts open. Around here, we don't look backwards for very long. We keep moving forward, opening up new doors and doing new things because we're curious and choose to grow. And it is that curiosity and desire to grow that keeps leading us down new paths. There can't be any movement from a life of stagnations until any of us, all of us, open our hearts. So I want you to remember lesson five of purpose, which is open. Let's go to the S, selfless. Woo. Human nature is such that we tend to favor comfort over discomfort. We are consistently trying to make our lives more comfortable while we shun discomfort like the plague. But it's important to remember that being uncomfortable is the evidence that we are making progress. This also leads to considering others and enacting a life of service and becoming selfless. Harry Frankfurt said, recognizing truth requires selflessness. You have to leave yourself out of it so you can find the ways 
and things that are in themselves. Not the way you look at or how you feel about them or how you would like them to be. In other words, stop impeding purpose and get out of your own way. So many have lost the passion of living a selfless life and enact the mentality of with them. For to me, that stands what's in it for me. W-I-I-F-M. Let me rephrase that and say, we all have to a certain degree. As a facilitator, in week two of the training that um, I oversee, I begin to teach interview techniques. And one of the questions I ask my group as the interviewer is to tell me about yourself. Each of us know what the employer is asking. And it's not about our personal life, our kids, our, what we do in the spare time, what we ate for yesterday. They really don't care. What they, being they being the employer, want to know is how can you make them win or what's in it for me. I teach, I teach them to directly answer that question in a manner that outlines the strong commitment to living or being selfless and how that will benefit the employer. Therefore, to be placed in a position of understanding who we are, a strong acceptance of selfless hearts must un- help us understand our purpose. There is no doubt that in exchanging a self-centered for selfish life, we gain enormous enormous amount in self-esteem. But the vanity of selfless, even though who practice utmost humility, is boundless. Better yet, selflessly serving others. Lesson number six of purpose, always enact a selfless attitude. Let's move to the E, empower. There is not one person in this world who has not failed at something. It's a natural part of life, and many of the most successful people in the world have failed numerous times. The difference is they did not give up or allow themselves to stay in that state of mind very long. They viewed it as a situation. You know what I say, we have situations, not problem. But they viewed it as a situation that would empower them to pursue their next task wiser. Something that is often overlooked is that we are in charge of the whole game of life and progression. I always think and quite often turn back to something Karen Casey said. Karen said, we empower ourselves every time we accept responsibility for choosing thoughts and feeling we act on. Let me close purpose. And where do we go from here with a strong story that will tie everything together? There was a young woman who took pride in the growth and care of the flowers in her flower garden. She had been raised by her grandmother who taught her to love and care for flowers as she herself had done. So, like her grandmother, her flower garden was second to none. One day, while looking through a flower catalog she often ordered from, a picture of a plant immediately caught her eye. She had never, ever seen blossoms on a flower like that. She proclaimed, I have to have it. And she immediately ordered it. When it arrived, she already had placed and prepared to plant it. She had planted it at the base of the stone wall in the back of her yard. 
It grew vig vigorously with beautiful green leaves all over it. Hmm. But there were no blooms. Day after day, she continued to cultivate it, water it, feed it, and she even talked to it, attempting to coax it to bloom. But it was to no avail. One morning, weeks later, she stood before the vine. She contemplated how disappointed she was that her plant had not bloomed. She was giving considerable thought to cutting it down and planting something else in its place. It was at that point that her invalid neighbor, who lost everything, her neighbor, who lost everything, I hope you heard that, called her over to her. Thank you so much. You can imagine how much I enjoyed the blooms of the vine you planted. The young woman walked through the gate into her neighbor's yard and said, and sure enough, she saw that on the other side of the wall, the vine was filled with blooms. They were indeed the most beautiful blooms she had ever seen. The vine had crept through the crevices and it had not flowered on her side of the fence. It had flowered luxuriantly on the other side. Just because you can't see a good result of your labor doesn't mean that it bore no fruit. My plea to each of you is to find the joy within your life that will empower you to change the outcome for, for yourself and more importantly, someone who needs it. You are purpose. Lesson seven of purpose. We are tasked to empower. Let me ask you again. When you look in your mirror, is the vision you see one of being poor or rich? Does it proclaim a victory of progression and growth? More importantly, does it radiate the glow of your purpose? I mentioned something that I hope you pay close attention to in that, in that I pray you grasp long before I did in life. Placement and purpose are not to be confused. You and I are purpose. We're created uniquely to share gifts that are placed within to share with others. The problem that I encountered was I tried to figure it out instead of accepting who I am designed to be. Placement is the platform we're thrust into that ensures that we can deliver our uniqueness. Think about your deli worker, the crossing guard at school, the store clerk uh, that's attending at the gas station. You and I individually our purpose. Praise, understand, remove, practice, open, selfless, and power brings purpose to one, to me, to you. Now, this message is for everyone. As I normally say, this might, might not be for you. So I want you to share this with someone who needs help to accept who they are and their unique gifts that they have within. It's been one of my greatest joys to share where do we go from here, for it's another series of options we can revert back to for the process of growing forward. Change is hard at first. It's messy in the middle, but rewarding at the, at the end. As you continue your progress, always, always remember that your why is greater than your situation which is part of your process. To my wife, Tasha, my mother, Lee Smith, and Mama Sarah, 
I love each of you very, very much, and thank you for continuing to push me. Sam, Dorian, Mark, and Brandy, say hungry but humble. To my world future leaders, my grandbabies, Kaya, Jalen, Asher, Reagan, and Ivy. Poppy loves you, babies. Oma and I will see you soon. Get ready, family, for the process part four. And like I said in the intro, some days, someday, things are going to get a little bit easier. I want you to have a great week, and I will see you soon. Someday, we'll put it together and we'll get it